0: This is... Wow! What what a week. What a week. You can't make this shit up.
1: It's getting a bit cold, or colder, and we thought we'd push through and get here to record a show anyway. And in the spirit, we're speaking to some people today who'll hopefully help you soldier on Maybe even smile or even dance while doing it. Welcome back to our wow, Water Week. Hopefully you've had an incredible week in spite of yourselves. Our first guest, he studied abroad, as an overseas versus abroad. Lived, well, maybe he does have a he's studying. He'll uh, give us more details about that. He's lived in a range of uh, places, traveled around the globe. But unlike most people from Africa, he's done it legally. Please give a warm welcome to comedian, radio show host, and generally a very good African, Daliso Chaponda. Hey, thank you for having me. In Malawi, how would
0: I have introduced you? Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Well, no, I'll tell you what the funny thing is. In Malawi... So so I guess the colonialists won. (laughs) Well, I grew up, we were refugees. And so when I go back to Malawi, my accent is wrong... I dress wrong, I've got the wrong values. So for a long time, they are like, you're a fake Malawian, you're not real. So you don't mix your L's and your R's. Exactly. But then... Exactly. Once I got better known, now they've claimed me back again. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> because all of a sudden, we saw you on Britain's, Britain's Got Talent.
0: Yes. And they are like, he's one of ours. He's one of us. He's <laughs> one of us. You're not fake anymore.
1: Okay. So... Firstly, I, I apologize that I was late. I was at a Father's Day event at my son's school. Fantastic. And they told us come wearing, like, action wear or whatever it's called, you know, active wear, because we're going to be playing soccer. And I, I played a bit of soccer, believe it or not, and my team won. But I'm just curious about fatherhood and you.
0: Well, the first thing I'll say is that Father's Day is the cheapest of all of the days in honor of someone. If it's Mother's Day... You're buying flowers, you're buying chocolates. Fathers get nothing. No, no, but well, soap on a rope, socks, <laughs> socks a, tie, a tie, and a mug yeah. again. A mug again. Yeah. Exactly. So fathers aren't appreciated enough. Uh, but I think, like, my father, the main thing which he did was he transformed our lives. Yeah. Because I went to really good schools sure. and I got loads of opportunities other people don't get because my dad was working hard, like, hard. So, you're Malawian, born in Zambia. Born in Zambia. We were running because we had uh, Kamuzu Banda in Malawi. Oh, yes. Who was, uh, you know, he was like Mugabe Light. Or Idi Amin Light. Idi Amin Light. Yes. He was Idi Amin Light. And essentially, my father was had criticized him and so had to run okay. because
1: he was. he. he... So, so, your dad was one of those good voices that often, when shit is hitting the fan, are silent. But your dad had the balls to actually stand up and say, oh, this
0: is wrong. And he was publishing, um, like, sort of um, materials which were considered um, incendiary. Oh, yes. And they found out that he was behind these uh, seditious materials. Hold
1: up. So was your dad, like, making flyers that are,
0: like... Flyers down with the government, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. <laughs> essentially just, uh, so who
1: snitched on him? How did they find out that it was your dad who was
0: actually st- trying to start an insurrection? Well, he actually found out when he was at university in India. Yes. And family members were like, when you come back, you're going to be in trouble. They're looking for you. So when he finished, he didn't go back to Malawi. He went to Zambia. So how did that affect you family that were in Malawi at the time? Oh, so a lot of... Family got into trouble, were being monitored. Yes, yes. Um, uh, the Chaponda name was dragged down and associated with this for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So how does this traveling, though, affect you
1: as a boy into a man positively and negatively?
0: So as a kid, you don't know there's anything weird about no. the fact that you've grown up in 14 different countries. Yes. But No, literally 14. 14. Literally like 14. Literally 14. But... I realized that it's what's made me a comedian because oh, yes. I was always an outsider, always seeing weird things about different cultures, not fitting in. You're in this place and they're eating one food. Then you go to this place. They would never even con- On some Oh, that's a pet there. That's a pet. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the first time I saw like uh, a white person in England having a party for their dog. Oh, wow. A birthday party for their dog. And now it's common... I thought this was like science fiction. Yes. I was like, this woman, we need to call the... <laughs> we need to call... <laughs> she needs to be sectioned. She's crazy. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, they just do this. This is just yes, normal. There. normal. And normal. then here, like I come here, and I notice things that you take for granted, like the sat-navs yeah. here, the the ways Yes. tells you there's a pothole coming up. This is the only time I've ever seen. Oh, yes, because more often than not, in a place
1: like India, I mean, in uh, England, you don't have to report a pothole on your ways. No, so never. you never get that alert.
0: Never get that <laughs> alert. You never get that alert.
1: I'll tell you though, thanks to pothole alerts on ways. Yes, I've saved myself from quite a few buckled rims on my car. Right, especially traveling in on rural roads. It's a road you don't know. It's at night. It's dark. Yeah. But unless Waze has said there's a pothole coming up, you're just driving along merrily. So I've found people on the side of the road because they've buckled a rim. Because oh, clearly they, they don't have Waze. They don't have ways, But because I've slowed down and I'm being careful, I missed that pothole. Yeah. So actually, shout out to everyone on Waze community that reports stuff, including cops and roadblocks.
0: You actually, I didn't realize it's because you are... Of course they don't. Satellites don't pick it up. You have, you have, to, report you have to report it. Report it. And, and I think that's the strength of
1: a um, 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 you know um, an app like Ways. It's community-based. Yep. If we don't report these people, nothing happens. Nothing I was driving uh, yesterday. I was on a long-distance trip. And it warns you that cops are coming up. Even better. But what I noticed though, I suspect one of the cops at this roadblock also has Ways, because it Allows you to say cops not there anymore. Oh, if not.
0: Oh, he, he misleads you in but, to
1: get trouble. The trouble. There was no other car in the area, but the notice said cops not there anymore. So chances are it was the cops at the roadblock who switched the damn thing off. <laughs> so the cops are onto us. They are, they are. Clever buggers. <laughs> anyway, so yes, uh, tell us about your dad. Like, uh,
0: you know, so what, my what, dad, what, what are your fond memories about my your dad? My fond memories of my dad was. So I didn't see him a lot because yeah. he was always traveling and always working a lot. But when he came, he would come with stories. Yes. Right. Yes. He'd sit us all around. So he was a UN fella. A UN fella. Yeah. And recently, um, we all met. We'd not seen each other during the pandemic. Yeah. So when we all were able to go to Malawi, we all sat around. Right. And he's told us stories, but also he's in his 70s now and he's feeling his mortality. Yeah. But it was so funny. He was saying things like he's got all this land which we're going to inherit. But he's like, this is my legacy. If you sell it, I will come and haunt you. So is this in Malawi? This is in Malawi. Right. And so he he was like very much aware that he could die at any moment. It's very depressing, but it also means that he's trying to make every moment... Valuable and, and count. Yeah. So like when I talk to him on the phone, yeah. we don't just say bye. We always try to make it meaningful <laughs> just in case. So are, are your goodbyes now turning into teachable and learnable teachable, moments? Teachable, learnable <laughs> moments. Because you don't want the last thing to be like, oh, make sure you eat some baked beans. No, you want something m- meaningful.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. What I've noticed, though, is there's also, and I, it feels like it's a trend, especially on social media, the vilification of men and dads. Yes. yes. How do
0: you feel about that? Look, I actually think it's it's very much a younger generation thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, the idea of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and going on about that. But I think that they're forgetting what made... So there's this thing, they call it Chesterton's Bridge. Okay. Where there was a bridge, it's just a metaphor. There's yeah. There was a bridge... And nobody was like, there's no water here. Why is there a bridge? Let's remove the bridge. Mm. Then they get rid of the bridge and everything falls apart. Oh, yes. Right? It's like, don't remove something until you understand what is there. Oh, yes. So some of the things like, okay, men not crying Mm. is considered toxic. But then do you really want the CEO to just burst in tears when they find out this He he can cry, but he must find a room. He must find a room. (laughs) Or there are a lot of things where it exists because it was necessary to survive. Yeah. And yes, it's negative that a lot of men aren't in touch with their feelings, but it's because they were working. And...
1: And, and also, how do we fix it without throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Yeah. Because currently what I'm seeing, especially more from the radical fam- feminist, uh, feminist movement, is every man is a nail and we're a hammer. And everyone is a loser. Everyone is trash. Everyone must be thrown away. Everyone must be canceled. I mean, we were talking about uh, Idi Amin, for instance. You know, um, for a lot of Ugandans, Idi Amin is a horrible memory. Yes. He's a horrible memory. Um, And, you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who, for the longest time, didn't let her son spend time with the dad. Because she felt like the dad is, he broke my heart. Okay. And yes. and and I often argued with her that he might have been a bad boyfriend. Yes. But you're denying him an opportunity to possibly be the greatest dad your son will ever meet by canceling him. By, by, by thinking because he hurt you, my son should have spent time with him. Because now what's in the best interest of the child? Surely the child should get the opportunity if this dad is uh, an asshole or whatever you want to call him, let the child find out.
0: Yes, I think it's, it should be totally separate. It's a yeah. different relationship. There Absolutely. are people who are horrible yeah. partners, cheating on everyone, yeah. but they are wonderful to their child. Exactly. And, and sh- so it's a separate thing. And, and should
1: the child be denied that opportunity to possibly have the best father-child relationship they could ever have? And, and, and this is my plea to, um, especially mothers that are using kids as a pawn, but they should are denying this child an opportunity to have a great dad.
0: Well, I was living with my brother when he started going through like a very bad divorce. And I was paying rent. And I remember once I came home, his wife had changed all the locks. Oh, wow. And I was like, hey, I pay rent. I live here. I'm a tenant. What's going on? (laughs) And she was like, no, you can't come in. I was like, why can't I come in? And she yeah. was like, ask your brother. <laughs> oh, wow. Just like that. Yeah, and so I, you become collateral damage in their little battle. At, at the very least, I've locked your brother out, but here's your key. Here's my key. Oh, I could be an ally or a spy. Anyway, so so like,
1: like I was talking earlier on about uh, Idi Amin, that, you know, to the world, Idi Amin was this dude who uh, killed a lot of his people, yeah. opponents, uh, was paranoid about Milton Obote, yeah. um, et etc. et cetera. But to his kids, there was an interview
0: that was done with his kids. To them, he was just a great dad. Yes. Now, I, I'm doing a show in Uganda in two weeks, so I'll yeah. be very careful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and suddenly there are no ticket sold. <laughs> so I've got to be very careful. But I will say that everyone is complicated, like Gaddafi yes. Gaddafi's all these people. were nuanced. They, 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 like Gaddafi, I always think, is a perfect example because yeah. he was crazy in yeah. some respect, but everyone got free university. Yes. He right? looked after his people. He looked after his people. Well, those that he looked those after. that he looked after. And then if the ones who criticized him disappeared. So yeah. it's, it, we've, we've all got in us, in a less extreme way, the dark and the light. And, and it's for that reason that, for me, cancel
1: culture is actually idiotic. It is. Because c- cancel culture uh, um, uh, presupposes that whatever it is we decide you are is the sum total of who you
0: are. But some of them are hard. I'll tell you the one which broke my heart. As a yeah, comedian, sure. oh, Bill Cosby was rough. Yeah, Bill Cosby. I wouldn't be a comedian if it wasn't for this guy. Sure, I sure. grew up idolizing him, and then you find out these horrible but, but, things. But,
1: so did you, do you stop listening to his comedy, or do you only stop talking about
0: him in public? So interestingly, with him, I can't watch the comedy. But his comedy was about being a positive yes. person. I think it's easier to listen to R. Kelly. Yes, yes. Because he was never singing about being a positive... Yeah, he was kinky as fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, Bill Cosby, like, it's a hypocrite. Because he wasn't the He, he was, about, he was, family. He was he, about family. He was about family. He was about family, yeah.
1: And then uh, you, you turn around and you realize that, oh, wow, okay, he was like the roofie guy. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and it's, it's the same it's the same debate we had with cricket legend Hansi Kronje.
0: Oh, I don't know about this. This Is a Uh, South South African uh, cricketer? Uh,
1: Yes, Uh, one of the greatest uh, cricketers to come out of this country. But he was caught up in a match-fixing scandal. Right. Uh, He did a whole press conference, and he broke down and cried, and he says the devil made him do it. And the big debate was, do we throw Hansi away with his legacy, or do you say to your kids, this is one of the greatest cricketers to ever come out of this country. Cricket like Hansi, but don't cheat like Hansi. Like, where do we draw the line in... Uh, you know, teachable moments to our kids without throwing people away. Because it's, you know, the way we are cancelling everyone, even guys who are in jail right now probably stand a less chance of getting a job now than they did 20 years ago.
0: Oh, I'll tell you, I've already written my apology. I've not needed it yet but anytime someone has to apologize on Twitter I take notes yes. I see which bits are working which bits aren't and I've 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 got an evolving one for when they come after me
1: You did a show where you got into a lot of trouble talking about it was the Malawian flag Oh
0: yes the Malawi Malawi did this thing sort of like how Swaziland became Eswatini, Eswatini right yes. So Malawi was like okay we are a, a rising sun we're not risen. We've, we're have we now a full sun. Okay, so we're, risen. we're done rising. We're done rising. Okay. Rebranded, and then I did a joke mm-hmm. about how there were food shortages, power cuts, people on strike. Maybe we should actually change it to an eclipse. Oh, wow. So did you do this joke in Malawi? In Malawi. I uh, did that joke, and I also made fun of my dad, who was in the government at the time. Oh, yes, he was. Oh, yeah, he did go back home. Yeah, he went back home. Minister of Foreign Affairs, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I did a joke about how, you know, when I was young, he was always pressuring me, saying, you know, try harder, apply yourself, get better grades. And now I'm like, Malawi's falling apart. Dad, apply yourself, try harder.
2: <laughs> Those two
0: jokes became front page of all the papers like, you know, minister's son ridicules government. Oh, wow. And then the censorship board came after me. Like, here, you're lucky. You can make jokes about the government. No problem. Malawi, it's not like that, right? So there was a censorship board wanted to arrest me, and it was a whole nightmare.
1: So how did that arrest go away,
0: though? Okay, the real version? Yes. We just bribed them, okay? <laughs> Literally, we bribed them. We paid them money, right? but then um, you paid the board? We paid the board. So But, we,
1: but were you paying... Members of the board, or was it a fine that was so this
0: recorded? Is, yes, we turned it into a fine, so uh, it was kind of like a negotiation. Okay, but, but also, jokes aside, they didn't know what to do with comedy. Yes, because their job is usually very clear. Oh, this is pornography. Or oh, there's nudity in this movie. Slap an 18 on it. Gone. Yes. Right. Oh, this is racist. Go. But yeah. what do they do when there's a person on stage talking about sex? everyone's laughing? Yeah. Is that obscene?
1: And he's a minister's son.
0: Yeah. So it was one of those things where they didn't really know what to do with me. But now it's kind of evolved and I don't have those problems with them anymore. Where's dad right now? So my dad's in Malawi right now. So he's in opposition, uh, but he's like the the representative for his region. So when are you going back to do do jokes about opposition politics? Oh, he loves it, actually. He used to get so stressed when he was in power. Yeah. At every one of my shows. But now that he's in a position, he's like, more jokes. Do all the jokes, (laughs) all the jokes. Here's more material. Here's Here's more more material.
1: material. (laughs) Now, speaking of politics. Yes. um, So Johannesburg Mayor, Cabello Guamanda, Mm -hmm. uh, he's been under a lot of pressure and spotlight because um, one of the news networks did a look into how qualified is our mayor. Oh. And when they did the story, it was on carte blanche on uh, Mnet, um, the leader of uh, his party, Al-Jamar, said, no, he's got a diploma in business studies or something. We even spoke to his mother you know, like, would you trust anyone to go to your mother to vouch for you for any job you're looking for?
0: No, they should ask my mother yeah. because I am a genius. <laughs> I am a perfect person. <laughs> a
1: lot of African, especially mothers, yes. no matter how traveled you are, never pick up accents. Yes. They never pick up other accents. No, no, no. Yeah. So if you're a Malawian mother, it doesn't matter how many countries Habi has worked in, your accent doesn't change. Doesn't it, change. How is it with your mother? Yeah. My mother speaks like she always spoke. Yeah. Yeah. So you have an African mother tuning you if she's tuning you stuff. Exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. But what happened with this sca- scandal? So he, I assume he hasn't got no, the
1: qualifications. No, uh, no, no. So... Um like I said, the the leader of the party of Al-Jamar said, no, he's got a diploma in uh, business studies. Okay. And we trust him. We even uh, spoke to his mother, Okay, uh, which for me was quite the clincher because I don't know many job interviews that include <laughs> we vetted you by speaking to your mother. Exactly. Right. So now it emerges yesterday that he has a junior. OK, so in other African countries, you have junior high school yes. up to form three okay. or grade 10. Yeah. And then you can exit there. Meaning then you have your uh, junior high school diploma. Yes. So he got that. Yeah. So he dropped out in grade 10, basically, or form three, and was supposed to do a bridging course that would allow him to go to a technical college, which he never did. Because he said then stuff came up and life happened. My thing is, though, why do we lie about qualifications if you're qualified for the job?
0: And, well, and, and, and you're this doing is, This the is the one thing I need to know. Yeah. Is he an effective mayor? He's still our mayor! And he's effective if he gets the job done?
1: Well, he's hardly been there
0: for months. No, but while he's around, was he... We've hardly heard Was he getting it done? And we still have potholes.
1: You know, it's, still... It's, it's been a month. He's a brand-new mayor. Oh, he's a new mayor. So he's a brand-new mayor. So because he's a brand-new mayor, we're going to start looking around to see who is this guy, where is he from, is he qualified, what can he do, can he open a tap, let alone open a brand-new road? Okay, gotcha. You, you know what I mean? So th- that's where it is right now. And my question, because there's also a big scandal f- from the University of Fort Hay, mm-hmm. where some of our uh, top politicians uh, could have possibly bought qualifications bought from qualifications. from the University of Fort Hare. Also, the Johannesburg Road Agency, if I'm not mistaken, is it the JRA? The CEO
0: is also uh, found one team. But with, look, the with, guys who have bought... Yeah their qualifications. Yeah. This is actually showing that they're made to be in government. They've been practicing corruption early. You know what I mean? Like like the only place I would rather have a corrupt politician than a corrupt doctor. No. Who bought his degree and now is chopping me open? No, no, no. Like I think there are some jobs where I really, really hope they're fully qualified and other ones where it's like, okay. Yeah, like, can you deliver? Can you deliver? B- but that's that's the question I'm asking myself,
1: though, is what is the pressure that says buy a qualification? If you're doing the job already and you're kicking ass at it, why would you lie about your qualifications? It's okay to say, I dropped out of grade 10. Yes. But I'm your mayor, bitches.
0: And no, I gonna get the job done. People feel judged. Yeah. And they shouldn't. They should, they should be able to say that. But people will hide the fact that they didn't graduate or they didn't. Mm, mm. It's it's shame. But we've all got shame about stuff we shouldn't be ashamed of. I'm in law school
1: dropout. I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. I'm actually glad I dropped out of law school so that I could become the radio
0: guy that I became. Well, I never finished my computer programming degree because I discovered comedy. Yeah. And I had a lot of shame about it until I started doing well in comedy because... I'd be like, maybe I throw away my life, people are going to judge me. But now they're like, oh, you did the right thing. So
1: where did that shame come from? Was it from, because my dad is this big dude from the United Nations, that became foreign minister in Malawi?
0: No, I don't even think it's that. I think it comes from society. So it's things like, if I would mention, oh, you know, I I quit the computer programming and I switched to creative writing, people would say creative poverty. Oh, yes. Right? and. (laughs) <laughs> You'd hear the judgments all the time. And um, even things like there would be women who are interested in you who find out you're now a comedian and you move from the category of yes to of no highly way. Marryable. Highly marriable. Highly <laughs> marriable to no, no. I'll invite you to entertain the people at my wedding. Yes, 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 yes. My, my, myself and Habib will
1: hire you <laughs> will hire to you. be one of the help. Exactly right. You did a show once where only three people showed up this is true yeah
0: hey it's it might happen in in south africa too this is what i've noticed that i could only because you have a thriving industry yeah there are countries i go to and it sells out like that like i did eswatini i did uganda They it sells out fast yeah south africa it's hard to sell tickets i don't know if people are just watching their their bank accounts but it's it's much harder but the thing is It's not the fault of the people who buy the tickets when it's empty. So you make it, you you just make it work. For sure. Even though the one where three people came, this was in Edinburgh in the UK, was breaking my heart because I knew how much money I was losing. I had to smile, (laughs) I had to smile and make them laugh because these three are my fans.
1: You know, I argue that all the time because I've got friends who are entertainers and my contract says if the venue has less than 100 people or 200 people, I'm not performing. Yeah. I walk away. But I always argue: if three people bother to
0: show up, those three people deserve a show. Also, those three people who you perform for, those people will be your fans for life. Yes. Because I still remember when I started doing television, I would see in the comments people would be like, "Hey, I I saw him, and there were only like six people there. Yes. I've been there since the beginning, yes. and they now brag about knowing you. They're not fair with their friends. Exactly. They've been there. They've They've been there. Been there. Yeah." How
1: did being on Britain's Got Talent change the rest of your life? Because that's how I stumbled upon your comedy. Yes. I saw yes. a clip on Britain's Got Talent, and I was like, this dude is
0: funny. It it changed everything. Yeah. It was like a gigantic promotion. So I'd been performing. I'd even performed in, in South Africa before. Yeah. But I'd performed small scale. Yes. And now it was big scale. So it was going from like... Sixty people came to see you. To a thousand people came to Jeez. see you. To doing television. So doing you went radio. to a thousand like person arenas because of BGT. When when I when I toured, it's like thousand seaters. Right? Uh right? Yeah. Well, I just did Zambia yeah. last week. Yeah, and it was a thousand people. That is dope. Before British Got Talent, I think forty people would have come. to yeah. see me yeah. if I'm lucky. And so, half of them sent by government to see that you tore the line. To see what's going on. <laughs> so I think that's the big difference. Um, yeah. Is more people saw me, but it's also like there's more kind of responsibility. Yeah, because I get called now when it's nothing to do with comedy. When something black happens in or the news, or you become the black opinion. Exactly, or the black, expert. and it's very hard if you're a comedian. So, like you know, Black Lives Matter demonstrations. I get called on Good Morning Britain to discuss racism. And I don't know why they didn't get a politician or like a lecturer, but no, it was me. Because you're the black that currently loving. Yes. P- perhaps. Yeah. W- what was the biggest story that
1: you were called to discuss and you were like, guys, are you sure you're looking for me for this?
0: Oh, there's somewhere I've said no. You can? There's somewhere I've said no. Um, because in that case where I was called on, I ended up upsetting everyone. Yes. Because they were asking me if certain things were racist. Yes. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't really offend me. And then I find that I piss off all the right-wing people because they're like, ah, this black guy going on about slavery. But then even the left-wing people are now calling me a coon and saying I'm in the pocket of the white man because I said Uncle Tom. And I'm like, nobody likes me when I'm on these things. You can't wing. You can't try to be nuanced. They want an extreme.
1: Like BBC News, please call me when you have one minute for comedy. I will give you the best minute you'll ever get.
0: So now, I mean, now I'm like, I take the call when it's like, oh, Will Smith slapped... Chris Rock. Oh, yes. I can talk about that. Yes. But when it's like someone got beaten up in a racial violence attack, I'm like, I don't think a comedian is who you need right now. Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: So the BBC called you and say, we have work for you. Yes. Tell us about that.
0: Okay. So... Do you mean the interviews on my no, my no, show? The work you're doing now. Yeah. So I've got a show which I pitched them, yeah. which is called Citizen of Nowhere. Sure. Right. Because as I said, I grew up everywhere. Yeah. But it also looks at the relationship between African countries and mm. the UK, mm. like a troubled marriage. Oh yes. Because you know they abused us. They were very neglectful. But we still want to go back to the house. But we still want to go back to the house, and yeah. it's like so. It's looking at the history. Looking at where we are now with charity and um, and just aid and aid and all these things, yeah. and so every episode I talk about these things, but in a humorous, irreverent kind of way. So, so when you talk about immigration and the fact yes. that we're all going there now, like a, that's exactly it. Like, what what are you talking so about exactly? I, I talk about things like they've got a point system. Yeah, this is how you get in. Everything about you gets points. Okay, right. If you speak another language, ten points. Degree, 10 points. They add up the points. Is this what, if you're going to to England? To England, okay. yeah. They look at all the points. Now, oh, wow. if you've got enough points, you get in. If you don't have enough points, you get a free flight back home. Also, <laughs> right. oh, th- so the point system is applied when you arrive? Oh, well, no. The point system applies when you are here, okay. applying there. But also, if you've been a student there or something. Ah, uh, yes, yes, And yes, now yes. you're trying to switch it up. Yes. Then they look at the points, and that's when they're like, no, you don't have enough points. Go.
1: Jeez what's next for for you
0: so i'm currently in the middle of like
1: african tour okay I, I, so where do we cast Daliso chaponda uh, on on stage
0: so in sa it's yeah. going to be on the 17th at the black brick hotel 17th of of june so it's now it's now it's okay. now it's just saturday yeah uh it's going to be crazy bring your wives side chicks present children, wives or just we must each bring a wife. You must each bring a wife. All of that. Not wives. all of it. Unless okay. they all get along, I don't know how how convincing you are. <laughs> but I think it's going to be an amazing show. But I did Eswatini, yes. And then next week I'm going to Rwanda. Then the week after I go to Uganda. So I'm I'm doing. I, it was this project called Wakanda for Laughter. Oh yes. And I realized in the pandemic, I was looking at you know I sat at home not doing mm. shows, and I was mm. looking at all the stuff which I've done. And it troubled me that my credits were Canada, Australia, England. And zero Africa. Very little. And and Malawi were were in trouble. Exactly. And I was like, I should be more known in African countries than I am in Western countries. So I was like, if we ever get out of this lockdown stuff, I'm going to start touring Africa more. And that's what I'm doing. And it's very up and down. So, like, I've told you the ones which are successful. Mm. Mozambique has fallen out of, has just been canceled. Okay. Because of... You, Was it that because, response? because of response? No, no, no. Just general African chaos. The the the, um, the promoters messed it up. Oh, wow. Essentially. Okay. The, okay, so Mozambique, you don't get a show. Where else? <laughs> no, no. And then um, the, the Botswana one. Yeah. What happened there? They thought they had sponsors and then they didn't have the sponsors. So there's a lot of stuff where I see there are a lot of obstacles yes. to comedy. And I don't think comedy in African countries should be dependent on sponsors. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Yeah. It should be we, have able to, we, have we have the numbers. We have the numbers. Yeah. It should be able to just be self-sustaining. Be self-sustaining. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build like a network or six to eight countries where I can come and bring comedians from these countries, and we can just go on tours to all of the countries. That is amazing. So so it's had some growing pains, but I think I'm around a year, around quarterly... Six country tourists. So you,
1: you went to high school in Swaziland at uh, Waterford Kamshaba. Yes. So well, did it feel like a
0: homecoming? It uh, was a homecoming. Not only did I do a show... So I did a show as part of Bushfire Festival. Yes. But I also did a free show at the school at for Waterford. the students. Oh, wow. And that was amazing because it was... It's an incredible school. Incredible incredible school. Incredible school. Yeah. And also, it's amazing how it's been over 20 years, but things don't change. Like... Culture is culture, bro. Culture is culture. Yeah. Culture is culture. It was so amazing. Your thoughts on the
1: politics there? Uh, Now that you've done the show... I've
0: done the show. I can talk about it. Look. (laughs) Like, they've got a king. They've got a king. Now, England's got a king, and the king is entirely ineffectual. Sure. Now, Swaziland... Figurehead. 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 Now, Swaziland has a king who should be effectual but is trying to beat charles at the ineffectuality right and this is the thing it's like he's very beloved but it's a small country a small Mm. country like that should be able to rise up Mm. Mm. you know you you can transform a nation where it's a few million people there should not be the levels of poverty they are there
1: absolutely yeah yeah
0: have Meanwhile, ever, his wives are rolling in BMWs.
1: Dude,
0: <laughs> you know I mean? like, oh, living, their life. This is, they're living it up, yeah. and I just feel like if you're in a poor country, like at least six of your wives should not be rolling like that. Okay, the favorites get a BMW, but can't number, can't number nine. Just ride get in, a bicycle. Ride in a cab with us. <laughs> yes. Have, have
1: you ever had a Prince Achim moment? Where you're in another country and uh, your homeboy or girl recognizes you.
0: Oh, I get that all the time. Yeah. No, I had it yesterday because I ordered Uber Eats. Okay. And the guy who delivered was like, are you that Daliso? so? I get recognized. Al- Hold up. So not. your Uber account has your full name on it? It has my full name. Jeez. It has my full name. I didn't know I should go
1: undercover. I just figure as someone who's in the public space...
0: Don't use your real name on your Uber <laughs> account because you don't know who's picking you up and how they feel about I you. I did check in to my name, into the hotel under another name, right? So hotels and things, I'll do that. But like my Uber account, it's linked to your bank card. so it's, it's No, but your Uber account, you could call
1: yourself Charles III and it won't reject it simply because your card is wrong. I need to look into B- this. I think you should because, I mean, what if the girls delivering your food didn't like you? Yes, this is true. And now you're like, what does this pizza <laughs> taste like salivary amylase? I didn't order the amylase extra amylase on my pizza. What is this? Jeez, you're brave,
0: brah. This is true. This I, is true. I, I use No but fame is a weird thing. Yeah. Like firstly, I'm a C list celebrity. It doesn't right? Matter. Right? But people act strange. It things like, you know, you can be like in a in a collision. Yes. And someone wants to punch you in the face and then they see you're famous and suddenly it goes away. Or or it's just people act very strange mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. it. Um, but they also don't understand that I'm famous, but I'm not like Puff Daddy. I've not got a boat. So what I've had is very disappointed gold diggers yeah. sometimes thinking that, this one, this one is a millionaire. A retirement. And I'm in my head, I'm like, I'm not that guy. Like, you know, I can't get you a boat. I can maybe, I can service your car. Yeah. That's what I, 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 I can service your car. I can service you. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. I can pay your rent if you live in a small apartment, but I'm not buying you a house. <laughs> Should men give women money, though? Yes. We we, we we
1: get into that argument a lot with my boys because I don't believe that.
0: Well, it depends I, on the man. I'm 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 if, if if you're trying to get in my pants for money, you're going to get nothing from me. I'm that guy. I think it depends on the man. I okay. mean, look, you've got muscles. I've I've no abs, but I've got <laughs> bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying like it's like, it's not like a prostitution thing. It's not a yeah. quid pro quo thing, but it's what it usually is is mm. oh, you know, you know let me help you. Let me <laughs> get you a weave. You end up How about let me help you get an interview so get, you can an get a interview. job and you can help me, No. I think that it all depends. Okay. I think it all depends because everyone's in a different kind of situation. Sure. And I mean, I'm making jokes, but really, if you think about it, mm. a lot of people give a lot of money, either mm. in the form of money or in the form of gifts sure. to women. Mm. Like, if you saw, like, my, my bank account, it's all Brazilian... Uh, Shoes, handbag <laughs> Oh wow like, You know, I, I spend a lot of money on women But it's like, it's better than other things I could spend it on Like what? Cocaine Okay, that's it Guns, and drugs, you know what I mean? Like what are the wholesome things I'm going to spend it on Better, I am a charity for underprivileged women would you ever... Sponsored take, by the United Nations. Would you ever sponsor a guy? I need money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I make... I'm, I'm joking, of course, but actually, I sort of do that yeah. in that I think everyone does this when you start being successful. When you're like, I need an accountant. Sure. You're like, which friend of mine is an accountant? Mm. When you're like, I need someone to be my bodyguard. Sure. Which friend of you mine... You bring people along with you. You bring people along with you. Yeah. So I've been being silly, but really, actually... I do find that I try to help family, friends mm-hmm. with any success I get. I made it th- I made it through the door. Let's all walk through the door. Exactly. Yeah, very, very important.
1: Yeah, very important. Um, Daliso Chaponda, where do we find you on social media,
0: sir? So I am dalisochaponda.com. Also, yeah. I am africancomedian.com. I bought it first. Well done. Right? Any of the other African comedians, it's too late, right? I no, African Comedian, zero one. <laughs> African Comedian, zero <laughs> one right. or two. And on everything, I'm Delisa Chapanda. On TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, and I've got, you know, video clips and uh, a podcast. I've got all the things that I do. You can just get it, Delisa Chapanda.
1: And to kids out there that are second guessing the comedy choice
0: for a career. Yes. Um, when do you jump? I think you jump very early, but yeah. you don't jump into comedy. Sure. You jump into creativity, ah. right? And you don't know how it's going to manifest sure. itself. So when I started, I was doing rap. I was doing comedy. I was singing. I was dancing. I was doing poetry. I was writing. For yourself. I knew I wanted something artistic, but yeah. I didn't know what it will do. So if you tell me, I want to be a comedian, I'm like, you might fail. But if you're like, I want to be artistic, I'm like, you'll find success somewhere in yes. it. Especially in the social media
1: world we live in now. Exactly. You uh, can just people start... are content creators with millions and millions of legions
0: of fans. Yes. And uh, many of them monetizing it. I lived with a TikTok star. It was a nightmare. Which one? So her name's Chelsea Hart. Okay. Right. But what was crazy is she would film her videos in the living room. And do you know they spend like an hour... Making this one minute clip. Yeah. So you're hearing the same sound again and again oh, yes, and again. Yes, I, yes. I I almost committed murder there. I'm were you guys it. dating or were you guys house? No, no, just, just complicated friends. Okay, so he got some. Where is she now? So right now she's in Alaska. Okay.
1: Yeah. Are you moved on to the next one.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Deliso Chaponda.
0: This is wow. What a week. What a week. Celebrity guest. Celebrity
1: guest. Her real name is just as cool as her performer name. Her realness is just as welcoming as her performances. And like another bold performer, Queen Latifah, you wouldn't call her a bitch because you might get smacked. Please give a wow welcome to Gigi. The main, ba,
2: ba, da, ba, ba.
1: the beginning and the end. And
2: the end. I must say, I don't have that on my podcast. What? I feel extremely underqualified.
1: No, no, no. But the, the, <laughs> the thing is, the beauty of podcasting is it's whatever you make of it. So right? ne- ne- never look at other people's podcasts and want to compare yours, because the house that you build around your podcast, that is your home, because you're comfortable there. Shout out. So stop looking at other people's lives and think Oh, no. It
2: looks so pretty though, like with the pink, like my jacket. And...
1: So when they're looking at coordinating.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at the look and feel.
1: But you know what it is, though? Because I'm from a radio background, mm. I want to control certain things myself. Mm. It just means you have more money you can afford to pay someone to control for you, you see.
2: I don't know about that, <laughs> but thank you. But thank you. We're not taking anyone.
1: <laughs> How are you doing, Genesis? I'm
2: good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's a pleasure.
2: Yeah, um, we have been watching the podcast. Absolutely amazing. And just like having pioneers mm. you know in the broadcasting space and now you're doing this it's crazy that you know i've been doing this you know with the pov thing but uh-huh. it's still like i'm still looking at what you're doing because you're good at it
1: point so. of view with Gigi lamaine yeah what gave birth to that
2: um i was sitting um you <laughs> know i was sitting with somebody very interesting uh nota uh love him or hate him. Yeah. Um, he makes me angry a lot of the time. I don't agree with uh, a lot of things he says, uh, but, you know.
1: You know what it is about Nota? Uh, he says a lot of uncomfortable truths, yeah. mm. uh, often shoots from the hip where a bit of diplomacy could mm. have counted more. Yes. So like you're saying, love him or hate him, a lot of what he says will have elements of truth to it. Absolutely. And it's the method in which the madness happens Mm. that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Exactly. So sometimes the way in which he delivers his truths, if it was framed differently... It would reach more people. How? So, so, so uh, you lose a lot of your audience in your how, mm. not in the facts, because mm. they switch off at the how. Mm. But there's a fact behind the how. Yeah. But you miss the fact because you switched off already.
2: Exactly, and and I think with him, he he has understood because he's you know had uh, moments where we've been able to have conversations, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know what? Mm. Why don't you actually like do this podcasting thing? Because you've yeah. got so much to say, mm. um, and outside of the music and. Outside of being brand safe, because everyone's going to be like, yo, how could she say that? And how could she do that? Get into that kind of space where you can be an absolute rock star and just do what you need to do. Yes. So um, I started with it and it, you know, it, it, it blew up. So, I mean, <laughs> I know everyone's got their little issues with him. But like for me, uh, I think because I could look beyond yes. Um, how it was delivered, because mm. you didn't say it as nice as that. Mm. Um, It worked. And here I am.
1: Which has been your biggest episode and why do you think that is?
2: My biggest episode has to have been Samge. Mm -hmm. So Samge was a young girl on OnlyFans, a young mother on OnlyFans, trying to share her story. Very misunderstood, like Mm -hmm. me on social media, and that's what drew me to her. She's like definitely somebody who's like doing something that's very out of the box. Sure, something that is, um, you know, people will judge you on that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think with especially young black women there is an issue with judging each other a lot and coming for each other a lot so i think having her and myself and we're kind of age mates and we're both speaking to the same things Mm. and we're in different industries but like kind of the same media spaces sure it was easy for her to kind of adjust to me
1: where do we find a commonality or draw a line Mm. when it comes to The obvious different standard that black women are held to, Mm. what our culture expects of black women, Mm. but we're also operating within a global community where your Africanness actually doesn't count in the bigger scheme of things. Your cultural background doesn't count in the bigger scheme of things. Where do we... How do you how how are you navigating it as a black woman?
2: Yeah, I was about to say like I would like to bring it home because I think uh, I'm firstly in a very male dominated industry myself, Nadia, Nomuzi, Boyti, like mm-hmm. so many of us coming up right now. Um, but I will also You're not say that coming up okay, not coming up right now, yeah. but like <laughs> I only started traveling the world like two years ago, mm-hmm. you no, know? um, and thinking about how I still am a very very. Cultured young woman, I have realized that it is important to separate my reality. So Mm. the girl that I am at home um, with the man in my life with my parents is not necessarily going to be the Gigi that you guys experience on Twitter, Instagram and whatnot. And that's the most difficult thing, right? Because like, is that like a personality disorder? Is that you just being so like professional about where you are and knowing where to adjust and how?
1: Maybe it's the complexity of the human beings that we are. That we're not yeah. as black and white oh. as we'd like to think we are. Yeah. That you might be a corporate woman, mm. but a part of you also wants to go home and cook for your husband and your kids. And you should be allowed to do both. You should be allowed to do both. No one should say, you know, uh, you are letting the movement down mm. because you go home and you cook for your husband and your kids, if that's what you want to do.
2: I won't lie. And I, I've, I'm actually enjoying being... <clears throat>
1: Domestication. Domi-
2: yeah, I feel so bad because I know the feminists will come for me. Yeah. <clears throat> they know themselves. You know the Twitter, the Twitter girls in that the, corner. The, the like fem- the
1: feminists. Yeah, the one, the
2: one once even said to me, she's like, Yeah, why, why are you? I like the natural Gigi. Why are you putting on? And I was just like, Because I like it. This is the media I consume. That's, I like putting on weights. Like that's your um, Exactly. So I mean, I enjoy the domestication, but but I, I'll obviously give it to a man who deserves it. Mm. And I think the person in my life right now really, really deserves that. Do they have a name? I call him Habibi. Does he have Dubai. Come to Dubai,
1: Habibi. So I he pulls all over you?
2: No. Oh, oh okay. my goodness. Actually, he pours money all over me. Ah. Yeah. I no, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. This isn't right. This isn't right. But he's a good man. He's a yeah. very good man.
1: So as the, like you're saying, the go-getting, hard-working, raised... Hard or in difficult circumstances often by Mm. mom more often than not how did you reconcile all of that and the fact that you are known as this I get my own Mm. I am strong willed Mm. you can't tell me how to do what I do Mm -hmm. how did you reconcile that with I found a man who's worth more than that and that I'm willing to still be a woman for yeah If I'm making sense.
2: Yeah, I think mine is very uh, tricky because I do, I have suffered from daddy issues. Mm. And I don't think it's something that ever goes away where I do feel that my dad could have been a better father in many ways. And I had to see my mom kind of uphold our image until, you know, my parents divorced. Mm. But then um, there's a lot of forgiveness that has to happen. So I had my Eminem era where I was like shouting at my dad and it felt like i was very angry right it's just like yeah the the bully on the playground yeah you know the the abusive boyfriend yeah if you were if you were there then a lot of these things wouldn't have happened but i think if we're all being honest when you get to the point that you understand that everybody's like kind of got this demon in their life Mm. and um They've grabbed it by its horns and they're dealing with it. I think that's where the healing started to take place. And before I could actually do that, before I could actually do that with uh, him, I realized that um, I had to heal from the other things that had happened. And that's what allowed me to experience him. I would have not met him if I had not dealt with the fact that not all men are this Mm. Not Mm -hmm. all men men will treat you like that. And I also had to go back to understanding that like biology is really true. You can literally marry your dad and not know it, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I am unlearning because I know that the person I'm with right now is definitely not my dad. He's doing far much better. And I had to unlearn certain things Mm -hmm. to be able to find him.
1: It's Father's Day this coming Sunday. What does that mean to you?
2: It means I've got the best stepdaddy in the world, guys. Mm. You know, gone are the notions of, like, the scary stepdad and the scary stepmom. Like, there are actually people in the world who are passing up and becoming parents. And I'm one of the lucky children on the receiving end mm. to have mm. met the best stepfather ever. Mm. Like, he is down for me. When I say down, like, if I have, like, a my tires flat or... Like, can you please help me with this? Can you please sure. help me with that? Uh, Baba, we're planning this for Uma, you know. Mm. And even sometimes when I have issues with my mom, I can still call him and be like, Ish, you know, like she's shouting and she's acting crazy. Yeah. can you? And then it's literally like, Yeah, and he says, You know. Mm. So for me, it's really like a time for me to remember the dads who are stepping up when they don't so, need.
1: Do you remember the moment where you realized that actually? I've dropped the defenses and I'm, I'm allowing this man to actually be my father. Because initially, obviously, with you... a stepdad, with a stepdad, mm. you're cautious. Yeah. And and sometimes even overly defensive that what do you want in my mom's life? You know what I mean? Or don't hurt my mom for whatever yeah. reasons you might have. But when did you realize that, oh, wow, I've let my guard down?
2: I think it was actually more with my... My brother struggled more. Yeah. Naturally, right? Because sure. it's like, who's this guy who's like with my mom?
1: Exactly. My yeah. mom is the first love of my life. Yes. Like, who and, are you? And
2: with me, with my biological father, like, yeah. his girlfriends had the worst time. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you're cooking wrong for him. It's like, why does she look like that? She don't look like my mommy. Like, you know, I had so many... I was a very... I won't lie. I was a very... And this happened when I was in my teens. Mm. Um, and with my stepdad, he did struggle because I constantly felt that I needed to... To share a space. Like I always felt like I needed to share a space with him, but I think the maturity is an understanding that there's certain things that he can do for my mom mm. that I can't do. And these are not superficial physical things, right?
1: Sometimes just companionship.
2: Yeah, companionship. Mm. And I want to start my own family, I wanna have my own kids, and I would hate for my mom to be alone, like die alone. Mm. And I think that's where the greater love and the greater purpose comes in. Sure. And where my mom and I weren't able to understand each other. I've always just put him there. Sure. I'm like, listen, I'm having a hard time with her. So, just, like, prove yourself. Sure. Unfortunately, it's like, prove yourself. <laughs> you want to be the dad now, prove yourself. When we're fighting, like, you yeah. need to come in and sort it out. Sure. Yeah.
1: So, was there a moment, though, where you realized, looking back, that, like, oh, wow, okay, that's where my guard was yeah. let down? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: What Absolutely. moment was that? Um, I think it was the moment where my mom fell ill. Mm. And it was like, I couldn't be there because, like, now you're Gigi and you're on the road sure. and it's like... There's this man, and he doesn't need to be doing that because, I mean, even with Africans, we've got this thing about, you know, the girl child taking care of their mom when mm. they're ill, not necessarily mm. Ubaaba. Sure. And I saw him step up in spaces that were very domesticated from mm. the cooking to, like, helping Uma with certain things. Mm. And I was like, you know what? He he loves her. Mm. He loves her. Dope. She She, she picked right.
1: <laughs> you have also been through a lot with your mom. Mm. And, you know, looking back at how she showed up for you, even with nothing, mm. uh, moments where you get slept in a car at a filling mm. station, mm. looking back, what would you like to say to her?
2: She's the baddest to ever do it. Yeah, Like my mom is the reason why Twitter will come for me Yeah, and I will still wake up the next day and I keep swinging like Leila Ali. Like mm. my mom is. I don't know where she gets the strength from, mm. and it's crazy because everyone around me says the same thing. My mom is such a hip hop mom. Sure, you know, if if you're somebody and you you there's a particular artist, then just out of respect for them, I'm not going to mention. But he came all the way from uh, his home mm. and slept in my mom's house for months. Mm. You know, um, there are a few artists to experience her, mm. and I know for a fact that I am so so lucky. To have my mom, like, to have her as my friend, my confidant, my... Yo, listen. Mm. Yeah, the person to call me out as well. Mm. So, I don't take that for granted. She's she's a boss. And she's a nursing sister. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. So, there's so much yes. care involved. Like, I, I just know I'm lucky. Like, she thinks she's lucky. Sometimes I'm like, no, mm. I'm lucky. Like, definitely.
1: The days where the chips were down mm. and things were really bad... Mm. What were some of the things you were hoping and praying for in that period? And what got you through that period?
2: Uh, You know, I've got a sick infatuation with just proving people wrong who Mm. don't like me. Mm. And I think it's something I am never going to work on because Mm. that's how I thrive. I thrive on knowing that there are people who... Ooh, sorry. Mm. I thrive on witnessing people who stood in spaces wanting me to fail Mm. and I don't and I know for a fact that there was a time when I was in high school you mentioned the filling station, and I was sitting with her in this car, which was the only thing that we got from the divorce. How
1: old were you guys when you were living in I was car?
2: 15. Mm. And we were living in this car, and we were literally on Empire Road. The Was it the BP? The, the engine. The, was it the engine? No, no, it's the BP. it's the BP. Yeah, the BP at the corner just before. Oh, by we, Volvo. ROM. Yeah. By Volvo. Yeah, and mm. we used to like... Oh,
1: know, that, BP that BP by yeah. JCE. Yes. Yes.
2: So we used to like, you know, for the attendants, and be like, please, can we go in and just freshen up and mm. stuff? And I remember sitting in that car and I remember at school, people didn't understand because I didn't come from well-off, but I was very like closed off. Mm. And I would say, yo, there are kids that just don't like me when I walk into the classroom mm. and, you know, the usual bullying and stuff. Um, because I think some kids can tell when things are not okay at mm. home. So mm. it's easy for them to pick on you. Sure. And I remember just saying like, like at the end like at the end of my trick, and even though the department took me from that school because the bullying was very f- severe, like mm. it became physical and, you know, Jeez. they took me to a different school. I remember the business teacher was worried at the previous school saying mm. there's no way she'll pass or so catch up with the syllabus. I literally got five distinctions and two Bs. And at the next school, apparently the highest person was like a three distinctions. Mm. And so it's it's crazy. But that was the moment that I realized that, like, when I tap into that kind of Gigi that literally sits there and says, you know what, it's because you want me to fail. I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm. That's when I thrive the most. And I know it's so sick, right? Sure. Because everyone always says like, be positive, don't mind other people. But mm. it's literally other people who fuel me. Yes. Like it's such a bad thing, but it just works for me.
1: Now, you, you, you're you a graduate.
2: Yeah. Uh, you got to what? Uh, a criminal words, yeah. I-
1: exactly. I mean, even at that level, I mean, you're one of uh, the top students in your class. You yes. have what, four distinctions? Yes. Um, so you're qualified in the... Four ar-
2: per semester, sir. Excuse me. In the final year.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, 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 so you're qualified in media and anthropology. Yes. But again, you did it at the highest level. Yes. Yeah. So you're driven. Uh, how, yeah. how, how, how has that translated into your career right now?
2: i'd also like to put on record that i'm not intelligent i just think i'm hard working okay. and like i said i like to prove but importance. it takes
1: a bit of a level of intelligence to understand that if i work hard i can actually get somewhere yeah so don't uh, don't play your intelligence a little
2: bit of like psychological fucked upness like you know there's there's a level of like i'm not okay and i know how to play into you know
1: i think <laughs> we all have a level of madness yes but is there method to your madness um, are you organized in your madness? But I think we all have a level of madness. All of us. It's just that we are raised to manage it. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing.
2: Not at all. Not at all. And I think it, the same thing goes with this. That was actually the best time of my life. Mm. Even until now. Maybe the next best time of my life is when I have my own children. Yes. But for now, like, this was the best time of my life because there were so many people in the room. They didn't care about who you were, where you came from. Yes. It's just like, yo... If the paper is there, you need to do what you need to do. Nobody cares where you come from. Yes. I remember watching this girl adverts. Yo, oh, that girl, mm. like she was like a ZCC hand, like yes, duku, long dresses, and you know, in every sociology class, she'd just be like here. Yeah. Yes. Like they'd ask a question, she just be
1: she's like, ready. Yeah. Yes.
2: And I was like, hey man, this girl, like, what are they doing by Moria? Like, yes. You know, I think I need to, you know.
1: I need, that that yeah, I, need I need some of that tea. I need some of that tea. tea. I yeah. about
2: it like, a, what is yeah. it called? Dialogue. Yeah, sure. I need some of it. And that girl and I never spoke. But I used to watch her from, she would always sit in the front because mm-hmm. she had no friends. I'd like sit slightly in the back because I didn't want to walk through because it was like a confidence thing from high school. Yeah. And her and I went through until the final year. And crazily enough, I bumped into her at a Tasha's. In Santon, and she's doing like some community work stuff. Mm. And I said to her, I don't know if the the lady I'm with here today will remember. And I said to her, I was like, you know, I used to sit with, behind you mm. in in sociology, and she was like, I didn't even notice this. Like, mm. you're Gigi, and but I think that's what made me thrive as well. The fact mm. that like nobody was watching. Mm. Um, so I think those are the dynamics I struggle with now in sure. the industry. Is like everyone's watching, right? Your Gigi Lamaine, like you've got x amount of followers you've got these amounts of views and it's like and that's why i understand when people check themselves into spaces
1: and Mm. they kind
2: of like have to disappear for a while because and reset yeah because it can be really hard
1: i'm currently on a fast for instance i'm on a fast for until the end of the month what are you fasting
2: Um, what are you using to like what are you fasting
1: and 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 often i fast for clarity okay um because i find when i fast i get more clarity in terms of whether it's decisions i have to make or
2: what have you given up
1: um so often when i fast i just eat once a day so my first meal is at 3 p.m but it's also my last meal okay and then from there it's just uh, water and tea and maybe a bit of coffee mm. but but i find that after day two your body stops craving the food you start... And I firmly believe if you can control your hunger for food, which your body needs mm-hmm. to survive and not die. Mm-hmm. For me personally, then I'm able to control other things in my mind. I'm able to be more disciplined about other things.
2: Got you. Because
1: I can control the hunger.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it stops mm-hmm. me from being more disciplined with other things in my life. So I'm finding that... Doing this fast hmm. works for me, yeah. So I literally give up the food, there's no sugar, uh, there's no alcohol, there's no literally no sex, nothing you know what I mean. Yeah,
2: because you know, like, uh, I heard that uh, sperm retention is really good for men. Like, if you guys need to focus, like, I think that's why Loki Abu Sisters by English like, yeah. Like, just cut off the thing. Cut off the thing and then he will make sure that he needs to do what he needs to do. Are
1: you you saying uh, blue balls uh, improve your brain capacity? (laughs)
2: <laughs> there's a possibility that you focus more because you're trying to get out of that. So I don't know, I'm just saying.
1: So how do you get clarity? Like, are you a faster? Are you a prayer?
2: Yeah, no, I, I actually went for... So my mom uh, originally is from northern Matebele land in Zimbabwe. Yes. Um, sure. So it's like the Zulu people basically ran away from Moshaga.
1: Yes. Yes, yes.
2: So we speak Zulu, but our practices are the same. Um... Mm. But unfortunately, I don't know how to put it, but like my mom has had a lineage of healers Oh yes, along like intergenerational sure, healers. Sure. Some people in Zimb- Zimbabwe know who my great grandfather um, was. Mm. May so soul rest in peace. And some, you know, so I do find that I'm very like, well, I had to learn about it like. Only like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for COVID because there was a level of quiet that, you know, came in with that. Um, and I find like prayer. Mm. Prayer. I learned about so um, Yeah, like just being super in touch with your elements is where I'm at.
1: 2020 was a big spiritual year for you. Yeah. Take us through the journey.
2: Yeah, I mean, also a <laughs> <laughs> How did that feel? Literally, it was crazy because, yeah. like, um, we're not allowed to speak about what happens in Trasweni, right? Yes, yes, yes. But, yes, yes. We can like, respect that. I was, like, they used to call me celebrity. Like, yeah. so they'd give me, like, the hard things to do. So
1: so did you leave the city, the province? Yes. Yeah?
2: I, I disappeared. Okay. Like, I was in the bundus. Okay. Guys. Like, I was in the rural areas, no phone, no nothing.
1: How long did you toss for?
2: Uh, almost a year.
1: Yo. Yeah. So, Vela, you were off the map.
2: Listen, off the map, my mom used to come and see me. Um, I was only allowed once to fly back to choburg mm. and that was just before I was done. And you so flew
1: nochal, not the bus. N-
2: um, <laughs> When I went, I was on the bus because, like, yeah, but when I went back then, it was like a little tree. Mm, like, mm. And you get to, like, appreciate so many things because the food changes. Sure. Um, There's no signal. There's no Everything social media. Everything
1: changes.
2: Yeah, that was, like, the most difficult, but the most, like you said, we went through that two, three days. Yeah, third day I started cracking from the past, from my Mm past, and it's like just water-based. So uh, there are just a lot of things that came with that. And I think after that, I was never really the same. But I didn't know my biggest war yet mm. would be having to find who I truly was mm. and living up to that. Because initially I was very timid. I was living in the past and my past experiences. Yeah. But after n so like it's, it's almost like a, a different kind of uh, safe space you go into mm. where you realize like everybody is gifted. That's what yeah. I tell people, right? Yeah. I don't even believe that like everyone needs to go into us. And I believe, like, everyone is intuitive and everyone can tap into their inner stuff differently. Some people do chakras, some people do prayer, some people do, like, we all are. But I was lucky enough at my age to be able to be opened up to that and Mm. tap into that. So
1: You know, unfortunately, um, I don't know if it's our colonizers or who successfully convinced us that our way of life
2: witchcraft, yeah.
1: was either witchcraft or savage mm. or uncivilized mm. because as a people we've always been in touch Absolutely. with who we are we had systems in place that worked mm. but all of a sudden a lot of it has been demonized a lot of it has been uh, um, 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 turned into this is a savage way of doing things. Mm, mm, And unfortunately, it's for that reason that I believe as a people, we're not united. mm, That as a people, we don't stand for anything collectively. And that is why we'll never thrive as a people. mm, That is why we'll never find a common cause that we say, this is our way, mm, regardless. mm. Regardless.
2: I just also think like as black people, we've learned to hate each other so much, you know.
1: But that's part of the thing though. Yeah. Because because a united Africa Mm. or a united Colonized people yeah. can't be allowed to have anything in common. Mm. So we need to divide them so that they hate one another, so that the ones we've managed to indoctrinate look down on the ones that we failed. Mm. That way we have friction, and then we can watch. Mm. We can come in once in a while and say we've got a solution. Yeah, guys, stop it. We can come <laughs> in once in a while and say uh, here's money. Go show yeah. us some yes, more. Yes. But that's precisely the system, though. Mm. We're mm. not allowed to have anything in common.
2: Mm. And and that is that is exactly what it is. And for me, there's something that I said that was very controversial mm. in social media and I still stick by it. And what I did you say? I think it's also great. I'm just saying, like, disclaimer that it came from a young black woman Yes. because you're always supposed to be very, like, viva la female and, yes, like, yes, yes. you know, everybody's wrong and it's, it's it, like, for me it's bullshit, guys. Like, let's call it what it is. My biggest issue has always been on how, like, The household is rotting. The household is rotting. And um, I'm not saying that there aren't situations where, you know, women, you know, have cried out for help and there's Mm. a genuine issue. Sure. But now what we find is that we we, we women have started using certain social defects that we've picked up in the industry to be able to destroy, you know, the black man.
1: Okay, so weaponizing them basically. Yes,
2: weaponizing. Mm. And the saddest thing is as black women we have completely turned the household upside down mm. because now our first instinct is to, I'm right and he's wrong, but it's never really to protect the black child within the household that needs to be brought up to understand what's really going on. Mm. I have heard of women that have been paid to do things to the black man. Mm. Mm. And for me, the biggest issue is that I know a couple of black I've men seen it, I've lived it. Yeah. It's a couple of black men who have, literally been destroyed like mm. I don't even know how there's a friend of mine in the industry and I don't know how they got back up mm. but they did mm. you know and nothing happens to the women things carry on as normal and I'm sitting there and I'm like and I have been a victim of you know for real for real sure. and I will tell you that like as much as it's like speaking out you're very afraid to mm. and um, a part of you still thinks about the people who are going to be affected in sure. that situation mm. but the fact that somebody lies mm. and they're not like there no, were no z- repercussions.
1: Zero consequences, zero repercussions. Yeah.
2: Everyone is like, Oh, why did that guy kill himself? Mm. You know, there was a grade eleven student who killed himself mm, last mm, year mm. because he was, you know, wrongly accused. And that child is forgotten today. Sure. And I have brothers, and I, I'm, I grew up actually a tomboy. Don't let the pink fool you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up a tomboy, and my biggest, the biggest scare for me is that when I look at my brothers, I realize that nobody is there to protect them. Mm-hmm. Like, the black man literally needs to figure himself out, mm-hmm. you know. So whether he has become a criminal, an abuser, this and that. And I'm not saying that that does not exist. Sure. What happens to that? And what women need to also understand is that if you keep crying wolf and it's not true, Mm. and something really happens, do you understand? Everyone loses. Everyone loses. Everyone loses. So, I mean, I I know it it was trending, and it trended hard. Mm. And I got Mm. so many people sending me things, and I said, come, let's engage, let's unpack. You know, this doesn't come from a bad space. As a woman who has seen women go through this, Mm. yes, I'm saying it is there. Sure. But what are we doing about this new phenomenon that's coming through where a woman says, Please beat me mm. in shy. Mm. where a woman says, oh, if you don't give me X amount out in Santon, if you don't give me X amount, I'm going to the cops. Mm. And I know what tests that need to be done for me to make sure that you rot in jail. Mm. What mm. happens to that? Mm-hmm.
1: I've got uh, two guys I know that went uh, precisely through that. And, and uh, the cops that were brought into the thing were in on it. That if you don't pay X amount, they- a, a case will be opened up against you.
2: But they are.
1: And a dude in a panic uh, paid the amount. And then they came back and said, we want some more. And then we want some more. But nothing (laughs) is is ever done.
2: Mm, So
1: So you often swim against uh, the grain. You go against the grain. You swim against the current.
2: Yeah, it's a problem being an academic, eh? because you're always towards I feel like also it goes back to anthropology so mm. what people don't understand what I graduated uh, that's in.
1: what I was going to ask you about yeah. that do you find that your anthropology is a gift anarchist
2: absolutely because in an- anthropology and that's um even with my podcast we seek to understand and not to judge yes anthropology is all about and
1: not name different. call not name and call. it's okay for us to differ yeah. Why are you calling me names? If you've got a strong case, yeah. Your case should speak for you. Mm. But if you're not gonna call me names and tell me I wear fake hair or yeah. I've got a big nose, <laughs> then we're not. This is actually not about yeah the discourse now. Mm-hmm. This is about your personal issue with me.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just going through anthropology, you you you, you really grow to understand that what you think is outrageous is absolutely normal for the next person.
1: Ex- exactly. And
2: I think with that, there's a lot of objectification that comes into your life. Mm. Like I've even in my personal experiences. I I've gotten to understand that, like, sometimes a friend will really walk out on me because I'm the problem, yes. and I need to accept that. Yes. And I think that's the greatest person you can be when you're just that objective. When you're just like, you know what, I was a little too much. I understand why she left. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And I think with with anthropology, then you you really get to delve into that. And I know my response could have um, angered a lot of people, uh, but for me, it was like, let's engage, let's unpack. Mm-hmm. You know, we have case studies of this. You yeah. also have case studies of that. Sure. And I feel like this is where we need to... Okay, if somebody has wrongfully accused somebody, what are we going to do about it? Like, does everything go back to normal? Because, yeah, even men in cancel culture is lit. Hey? Mm-hmm. I'm still to see a woman who actually suffers from cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen it yet. It's
1: it's always... There's almost a, a double standard all the time.
2: All the time, guys.
1: That a brother can do a certain thing and be canceled for it, and a sister does it, and it's a uh, go, sister.
2: Go, sister. But then also, you guys-ish, you know men, eh?
1: No, no, generally, uh, as men, we need a lot of work done. Fairly, uh,
2: honestly, honestly, and I don't know if it's like, I don't want to also get, like, like, but South African men, like, you guys are very, like, to hey, me why? You know? Like, the guy will be doing so well in his career, and mm-hmm. then there's a girlfriend that pops up there, and then there's a certain blog talking about that. And you're just like, to me, like, you could have really avoided that.
1: You could have done things differently. If you yeah, wanted like to do them.
2: Like, what's up with that? Like, South African men, there's like a mumish. Like, why do you go? And I feel like you guys go for the mumish. Like,
1: as in what? Is, is it like a self-sabotaging thing that yes, you're picking up?
2: Yes. And also, like, it needs some there's the tom. Like, so,
1: so, so how would you advise brothers then as a sister watching from the outside?
2: Like, guys, because sit and talk to your moms and your grands and your aunts. Women need to also, like, if you've got a good father figure, I think that's where the problem really starts. Mm. Like, we need to start, like, going back to the actual good role models and talking to them because there is something that... We're all part of the rot of society. But, like, with South African men, I do feel like you've lost your confidence and there's a lot of reasons for it. Mm. And as South African women and representing the women that do understand where my argument comes from, I will say that we we are partly supposed to be accountable for it mm-hmm. but it's also just like with you guys i don't know if it's your friends or your you know and it's just like just do it it's like just do it and then well,
1: this culture of like, bad decisions yeah
2: and then the mm-hmm. devil and the angel you know that thing and then the, the devil always got like a, a Gigi voice
1: uh. no no the devil always wins because the, the devil is always <laughs> in a in a in a lumo uh a pink g-string a yeah,
2: big g-string
1: and in and a and a brazilian butt lift
2: <laughs> Ooh, you understand and you guys fall right in so i just i don't have all the answers mm. but i i would i i would like to be a point of engagement
1: mm. yeah mm. you've also had uh your fair share of unfortunate exchanges uh, <laughs> uh, you know over and above you fighting with femi nazis what happened with you and ino i
2: i think i've been i've actually been watching um you know, after something like that, people will, like, send you stuff about the yeah. person. And I've been watching some of Inu's stuff. And I think she's, like, I think she's quite the character in the sense that, like, I would actually like to see her maybe develop something. Mm. Like, I so, don't know if so, it's, like, production-wise or whatever.
1: So, what was the story with you in, in Umarulon?
2: I personally think that it was, mm. for her, sure. it was about a man.
1: Mm. Whose man? Yours or hers? Uh,
2: I don't know if you... You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, men don't tell the truth. Sure, sure. But that is not my story to tell because Mm. I do feel like I was coerced into the story without realizing it. Sure. And I won't lie. Maybe it was, like, to hurt her. Mm. And I didn't really know her that well. Mm. But I do feel that then, obviously, it escalated. And you know how Inu is, and it escalated.
1: Well, I don't know how she is. Okay, but, but like, you
2: saw it. Like, you know, social media knows how Inu is, and then Mm. it escalated. Um, But... Then after I sort of, like, analysed the situation, mm. it was kind of like there were so many people who had come into this that I don't even know what's going on mm. anymore. But I will tell you, I I did meet with her very briefly.
1: Mm.
2: And she's just like any other girl.
1: Is the hatchet buried, though?
2: With her and I? Mm. I, I, I I mean, I've moved on from it. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say we, you know... Yeah, she's got her market and i've got mine but i think she's a nice girl and she represents what she represents and sure. like i'm so in my bag and i never want to be in a situation like that again yes, yes you yes, know yes. and i feel like it's okay with her riding where she is and you know me mm. riding where i am mm. so i mean it's just unfortunate that like women fighting is such entertainment of late Sure, you know it's like those those dogs that used to fight and you know and everyone's like bidding their money and you know um but I like I don't think her and I will ever really understand that story fully because mm. there were so many stakeholders. But do I think she's, she's a mom? She's a young black woman like me. Mm. And I would never wish her anything bad. Sure. And everyone has their experiences of her. But mine was so short-lived, mm. I couldn't base her whole personality on that situation because I don't know what landed on the other side. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You were
1: on uh, Love & Hip Hop essay. Bitch. <laughs> How was that experience and your altercation with Mani Badu? Yes. Was that genuine or was it part of the engineered drama?
2: How do you feel?
1: As often happens in these realities. How do you feel, fresh?
2: Do you think it was engineered?
1: You tell me. You were in it. Mm, you know, we... we thing
2: we, is, I got paid. <laughs> thing is, I got paid. But... Um, you, you, you had
1: an option not to do the show. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to do the show? Money aside.
2: Because I'm a loving hip-hop fan. Yes. Like, I've always been from Safari Williams to Nicki Natural to...
1: So you've lived it. You've been... Like you've...
2: Stevie J. Yes. To... It's
1: like me with uh, uh, Little People.
2: Do, what? If
1: I was asked to be a part of a Little People show, I'd try to do it. <laughs> Wait. What? I love shows with little
2: people. You mean little people? Yes. Yeah, but there's that one, Giants, what, what?
1: No, no. Inzo. Uh, no, th- that one. You see, if, I, I wish they'd invited me. I love little people.
2: As a cast member or as a guest?
1: Both. I just, I love Are li- you
2: little I, people? I
1: think I would make, I think the the, the, the most incredible people. Uh, Finzo, for instance. Like, of course. I, I love Finzo. Yeah, I too. mean, I, I was in Miami same time as, was it, the little people of uh, Atlanta, I think. And I literally walked all over uh, Miami hoping to meet them. I'm such a fan.
2: You'd be on the cost as what? Well. Yes,
1: I don't know. It's the big Maybe friend. Maybe we need
2: to get you a girlfriend.
1: That's the big friend. A
2: girlfriend. There's a girl I like.
1: My, my, my girlfriend is what tiny enough. If
2: no, but like...
1: Two more like centimeters like and she might fish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she gonna drag you. She gonna drag you.
1: <laughs> so she's an umper little she's person. She's like
2: an umber little person. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think you just have to connect with the franchise a lot. I think... Um, it was a great experience. Mm. The drama was real. So the drama was real.
1: Okay, so it's not engineered. It's no. not...
2: No, but it's like... But it's like, also like... This, who am I sorry, talking?
1: this mic is annoying.
2: Like, you understand. When Gigi Lemayne comes through, you're going to drop mic. Like, you're going to drop mic. Like, it's me.
1: Or oh, is this me. me being a rapper dropping the mic?
2: Yeah, it drops mic.
1: Like, All right. I, I have a lot of drop mic uh, moments mic? on the show, so it makes a lot of sense.
2: So I feel like money and I, mm. siblings, yeah. love it a bit, you know, but I've just developed this new persona and I don't know if I'm proud of it or not, but like, I just.
1: What is the new persona?
2: Like, let's call. Mm. Like if, and it has to be worth it. Like it has to be, I also have to understand why I am going to give energy to it. For Sure. You know, there's certain situations where you just don't give energy. Oh, that's a queen. I'm a mm-hmm, queen. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and and with money, she she's like a sister to me. Sure. And uh, unfortunately, that was ironed out on camera. It didn't have to be on camera, mm-hmm. but I think it was just a um, a respect thing that we both felt we both needed to be. And you know how hip hop sure, sure contact sport we get touched very quickly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But again, I mean, you know, in the spirit of hip hop, also don't be afraid to bob and weave if you have to bob and weave. It can't be that you're gonna run to mommy and hide in the corner. Absolutely and and then you strike me as that person that oh okay you wanna go outside let's go outside. Are you that girl?
2: I've been fighting with men and women on these streets lately. <laughs> I know what's <laughs> happening to me. I don't know if it's in the air. I don't know if it's in my tampons. I was like because it's definitely not daddy issues, you know. But i yeah. I've, I've, I've late I'm just I'm just not taking nonsense. I'm mm. just not taking nonsense anymore. And if you wanna go let's go. Like it's so messed up. But I think I've just been I've been too prent. Brand- like, I've been too brand... You know, nothing also, like, fucks with you. And we need to be honest. Mm. Like, at some point, you know what your brand is about. And I sure. feel like the reason why... It's crazy, but, like, people are now connecting to me more because now I'm starting to... You're real. That
1: you're real. You're real. Yes. yes, yes.
2: And I used to have people, and out of like out of respect, again, I won't mention them, it's like, nah, this is not good for your brand. But, like, brands are calling more now that, like, you're actually human. You're becoming someone. There's something to talk about. And that Gigi for me wasn't the real her, right? Because there's so much healing to do.
1: And sometimes we sanitize ourselves so much mm-hmm. that Brian's don't touch us for the very reason that too clean yeah. to be true. Versus we know exactly who she is. Mm. We know that if she needs to fold her, you know, her, her sleeves up and go outside, mm. we know exactly what we're, you know, we're buying into.
2: Yeah, obviously not Jocelyn Hernandez. That's a lot like... She's trying to beat up yeah, everyone. Yeah, like, not yeah. that one. But, like, I mean, if you want a Kiki Palmer sometimes or Viola Davis sometimes, mm-hmm. it's absolutely, I feel there's... Absolutely.
1: Because you are a human being. Yeah, and absolutely. human beings are every single color of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Not just black or white. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Tell us about the deal with the shoes. Are those boots from...
2: Yes, yeah, from Rock & Co. It's uh, the Gigi Lemain brand. So the reason for... Getting into shoes was that my mom had her first pair of shoes when she was seven. Oh, wow. And it's because she grew up in a very, very poor community. And when we got the deal, we maximized And I was like, I want the most outrageous. Like, when you wear it, everyone needs to look please at put, shoes first. Please
1: put your boots up so we can see them. Ew. Look at that. Look at, look that. that. look at that. Do they have those for men?
2: I mean, <laughs> we have that for girls. We yeah. have that for my alphabet gang, you know, my queens and you know my queer peeps and stuff but like for your size 15s i don't know like i don't know
1: (laughs) may may, may i step in there just speaking about how your mom's first uh, pair of shoes was at the age of seven yeah you know what i find unfortunate i find it unfortunate that we've associated not wearing shoes with poverty and I, i i'm one of those advocates for Kids must be barefoot for as long as possible because that's what's good for their feet. And you see it with the Afrikaans community, mm. where kids go throughout primary school without shoes, and it's okay, it's actually the best thing you could do for your feet.
2: Really? Why yes. does it like stunt your foot growth? If no, some of
1: you are no, no, so you stunting your foot growth. Um, just walking barefoot and you know, the elements massaging, walking on sand. Do you what so,
2: about the and like, like. Dead skin. Because everyone is afraid.
1: Then you get the pumice stone, you take the pumice stone, and you get rid of the dead skin. Mm -hmm. Afrikaans kids are barefoot throughout primary school. It's the best thing you could do for your feet. The money we're wasting on shoes, for me, is ridiculous.
2: Okay, you're killing my business.
1: No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not trying to kill okay, your business. You're my because, business. <laughs> no, no, we're too far gone. We're too far gone. So we'll always put our, our kids in shoes. Absolutely. But personally, for me, if I didn't have to buy shoes for my kids, I wouldn't. Mm. Uh, but because your kid is walking barefoot, people going to say, ah, you're poor, you can't afford shoes. Mm. You, you know what I mean? And, and I wish we can unlearn that.
2: What's your favorite shoe item?
1: My favorite shoe Mm. item.
2: What's your favorite shoe item? Like, not your shoe item, sorry, clothing item. Like, what's the one thing that you can't, like, this needs to always be on point, like, when I wear it. Like, because I would have thought that for, like, Bumjita's shoes.
1: Like I said, because we've been indoctrinated Mm. into shoes are part of your swag. Mm. You know what I mean? But generally, as long as it's a clean teki, it doesn't matter what teki it is for me personally. You, you know what I mean? Mm, I get you. So, 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 I'm not so caught up in the Masimi and the you know, in the, the best shoes ever. Mm, mm. You know, I'm a jeans, t-shirt, and smell good kind of guy. Mm. As long as you smell good and you look clean. Mm. And you don't have to smell good if you can't afford to smell good, but just Got look you. clean. Got just you. look kept. Mm. Look like she can take you home and not have to wash you down too much. Yeah, <laughs> I hate
2: because wow, yeah? <laughs> There's a lot of women deal with lately. But I know men are dealing with a lot lately, yeah. so...
1: On was it Musa Kaula's uh, podcast uh, where you guys spoke about uh, you? I
2: have never been on Musa Kaula's podcast. You haven't? Never.
1: But there was talk about you and Big Zulu. Big Zulu, Zulu. Oh, yes. shame. Uh, but Take us through that.
2: Firstly, I'm yeah. very good with the Big Zulu household. Okay. You know, yes. His wife, him.
1: Mm. You know. Okay. We're
2: fine. So that was like, and obviously my partner because mm-hmm. I am in a relationship. Sure. But you know. The nice thing is we know where the fire was coming from. Mm. Yeah.
1: Who started the fire? We know. Mm.
2: You know, there's nothing a little money can't buy. So
1: you're not willing to <laughs> t- tell us who had the lion matches? Uh, uh,
2: no, it's not important. The fact yeah. is we know.
1: What have you done about
2: and, it? And <sighs> should I be doing something about it? Mm. I don't know. But on the record,
1: without repercussions on, and consequences, often people carry on with our bullshit.
2: I just feel like I'm here saying that that's not true. Mm. It didn't affect his household. Mm. It didn't affect my relationship and my family. Mm. And I just feel like there are things that she can really be giving time to. Sure. And I just don't know if I have the time to Mm. be doing Mm. that. Mm. I'm going to Europe next month.
1: How did it feel hearing about that?
2: I was shocked because, I mean... Let's not let's not lie. Like Musa Kaula is actually like a thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is watching it, and you know you get the screen grabs. And, and my real friends and family know not to send me that. Sure. So if you try to at least fake pretend that you're real friends and family, you're not gonna send me that.
1: Dude, I argue that all the time. Send that, that if to me? you give a damn about my well being, my mental health, Do
2: send me don't
1: send me rubbish about me. If you think you're being a friend sending me rubbish about me, you're about to be an ex-friend.
2: Absolutely. Because
1: true friends don't do that. No. And a real friend knows exactly what might trigger you or not. Oh,
2: well, exactly. They,
1: might, they know exactly what will add value to your day or not. Don't think saying to me, oh, look, uh, they're saying that uh, you shagged a tree. Why are <laughs> you sending that to me? If you're going to impress me, send me a statement from the tree.
2: I agree. I agree. Like, let let the tree talk for the tree itself.
1: Let the tree talk. Then then we're having a conversation.
2: My fruits. I absolutely agree. And that's my chance. And I've actually Mm. cut off a lot of people because of that. Like, if you send me some shit you've seen online and you know, the worst is when you know the truth.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Like,
2: why are you doing this to me? Why are you disturbing my peace? Why Mm. are you going out of your way? You know? Mm. And if you've done that, just know that mm, it's a wrap. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: You were good with double HP. You were good with Pro, Pro. Kid. Gone. Mm.
2: I'm just grateful that Cooley's still here. Yeah. Um I'm grateful that Maraza's still here. Sure. Yeah, I think I think Pro would have been very, very proud of me.
1: Mm.
2: I think he always used to say, ah, little now. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. I always used to laugh at him. But it's only years later that I'm starting to take his advice. And I don't know if it's working. Mm. But I do know that I'm very at peace now with my team, my family, and my two friends Mm. (laughs) in the corner somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I think um, Pro would be very, very proud of me. I remember getting on stage with him sometimes and no one would respond. Mm. And then now you get on stage and everyone responds. And I'm just like, yo linda if you were here yeah. <laughs> to
1: see shocked. what has changed
2: <laughs> you'd even be shocked at how i'm dressed The last so, time he so, saw me, so
1: he'd be proud he took a chance on you
2: ah uh, absolutely yeah bro always like i think he was just he was very in love with my personality
1: sure sure very
2: in love with my personality because there are few people who got to feel it like now i'm budding and blossoming but Mm. that the No Kim thing, definitely pro-God's experience. And he was just like, yo, oh, I can't wait to do that person. Mm. You know, mm. so as much as I wasn't fully there, sure. I know he's always there because I always say to my producer, he's actually here. And sure. I always say to him, I'm like, this couldn't have been me writing. This is mm. pro. You
1: You're know? channeling.
2: Especially with the new music coming out. Everyone's oh, just going to be like, did pro leave her his notebooks? Yes. You know? Yeah. So I know he'd be very proud.
1: 2018 wasn't an easy year for you. yeah. Looking back, knowing what you know about the past five years you've lived, what are you most grateful for that you survived 2018?
2: The fact that I could become the real me. Mm. I think I'm lucky to be here with DJ Fred, mm. but he's lucky luckier to have experienced the real Gigi. Well oh, yes. You played my music as... And ice cream was real, but I wasn't.
1: Mm.
2: And mm. I can finally be me. Sure. And knowing that I'm the young woman I am today because I allowed myself to go through the phases, mm. this makes me so proud. Mm. That now making decisions is easier because I'm not trying to play this and play that. Sure. It's me.
1: There's no filter. This is me now. Yeah.
2: Like, this is me. And it's such a mess because I feel like there are very few women mm. who know... <laughs> To understand and it's very messed up yeah um but i just want to say like a very very big shout out mm. to kanisi limbao yes she held me down in private mm. for so many years mm. and people didn't know Sure. you know the one person i could yell at, cry with she'll call me out she never publicized anything
1: and and there's no need to
2: no need to. I even feel bad for doing it here. Mm. But I just want all these celebrities to know, you know, all these, I, I look at them, I'm like, all these fake friendships, you all are trying to sell each other. Like, it, it's, it's a lot. You know, the minute you don't talk to each other for five seconds, you fight. Mm. And you're fighting, sorry, mm. according to the blogs. Mm. And I look at Us Kanye and myself and I'm like, yo, oh, we've actually done well because we'll never post each other. We'll never do whatever. Mm. And I, I do know that the entertainment industry is very fake. And I know that she played a huge role in Gigi becoming the real Gigi.
1: And don't you find it amazing how when you're going through a lot and people know you're going through a lot, Mm. the people that you expected to call you first are often the last ones to call you. The people that you might have even given a meal to when you didn't have a meal yourself are the ones that didn't bother to call you mm-hmm. to say are you okay yeah uh, the people that see the shit you're going through the fire you're walking through they
2: don't pick up the phone <laughs>
1: how does that make you feel
2: uh betrayal me i'm good with betrayal.
1: yeah
2: i'm so ready for it yeah. So like when you're a woke-handed like it's like it comes and slaps you in the face mm. you know um i don't think there's any betrayal that i'll never be ready for yeah like I can see it from a mile away.
1: I was telling a friend of mine the other day who Mm. felt betrayed by another friend Mm. that one of the reasons I expect nothing from a single person is because I can never be disappointed. I expect nothing from a single person because then my expectations are managed. Mm. I expect nothing from you. Mm. So I can't be disappointed. Mm. And sometimes it's because you went through the shit you went through mm. and realize how on your own you are, mm. that you make peace with being on your own. And then you're answerable to no one. Mm. Then you can make decisions without having to wonder, I wonder what he'll think, I wonder what she'll think.
2: Exactly. I think the one thing I'm grateful for is that, that like, you know, mine was really messed up because even in your time when you're like, you're really in need and whatever, mm. I had a situation where, the people who were closest to me mm. conspired and became a group on their own Jeez. to mock, talk about me, go onto to socials, do whatever they were doing, to mm. really like rub it in. But then I always think to myself, for the fact that you guys had to gather in numbers mm. to do this, mm. means you wanted my life? Sure means that every day you start with me there was something that you wanted mm. you know around me Balo. and let's not let's not forget about imposter syndrome guys mm. it's a real thing mm. like a lot of you guys watching here will think that some people are your friends and then like it's just the little things like now we're both wearing manching pink thing. and we we like we don't understand we think it's petty yes. but there's just like some psychological things that you guys need to pick up quick fast like mm. oh now he's drying the wing is golf seven uh you know and,
1: and, 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 and now
2: I can pick it up. But I am so grateful that I can wake up in the morning. I know who my squad are. Yeah. I know who my management is. I know who my team are. Yeah. And like, I don't have to worry about friends. Yes. Because guess what? Mm. I know, she's not going to tell you jack about Gigi.
1: Absolutely. You know,
2: I'm comfortable.
1: And you know the people who are actually not trying to be you. Mm. Because they're genuinely happy to be in your presence and your circle and Absolutely. learn from you. And and i not going to turn around and, you know, uh, stick a knife in your back.
2: My friends aren't famous. Yeah. My friends aren't famous. And that helps. Less than 5,000 followers. Yeah. I'm happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be on Disney Plus in July? Yes. Uh, what's happening there?
2: Super excited. I am a voice for a Disney character. I can't tell you guys too much. It, it, it is too much, guys. We're doing uh, voiceovers for Disney and anyone who knows me, I'm a huge PlayStation fan. I'm a huge Disney fan. Mm. I'm Shout out to my big brother. There's a lot of things he instilled in me that make me a wild card. Mm. And uh, I remember different accent changes different voice changes and somebody picked that up on a live and Mm. i got a call and they were like please come in and audition for this character sure and i got her so i'm really excited about that i know you're going to europe also yes going to europe for a very nice festival i'll be announcing that soon Mm -hmm. Uh, but there are also other gigs that we're doing sure and i like i just want to say i've always been like inspired by quester's journey Mm. you know he Tried many times and then mm. good to happen. Then for me, like my good to moment, I didn't come. Like everyone says, that I, I'm like, ice cream was a debut, it mm. wasn't the good. Mm. So, I mean,
1: I and, and th- like you're saying, it was pop, it wasn't you,
2: yeah. Mm. It was like now, I'm like, yeah, GT.
1: you found you.
2: It's nice over here, it's very nice over here. <laughs>
1: so, do you ever look in the mirror and say, Hi, Gigi I've been expecting you.
2: You know, what? <laughs> I just wish I would have shaken my booty a little more and like just. Spoken a little more and laughed a little more, mm. cause like, I'm okay with the like, with the fact that I've had to lose a lot, yeah, to be able to gain the little of what I have, cause I know that my army is like, ooh, I was about to say something so controversial, and mm. South Africa is going say through it. a lot. Say it. But like, I I feel like I, I would rather be with national intelligence than the SAPS. <laughs> Right now, my squad are national intelligence. Like you have to try really hard mm. to infiltrate, mm. you know. And before, I think I was with the SAP. And and, and it's everybody. okay. And it's okay to
1: <laughs> and it's okay to lose everyone mm. to regain two that really count. That you don't have to look over your shoulder anymore. Yeah, and now we're yeah.
2: buzzing. Like the streets sure. are buzzing, which means there were just a few things I had to align. Yeah, I'm in a good space, you know. And uh, still, a shout out to people who are. Mm. The blogs have been putting me on a lot.
1: And finally, going back to 2018,
2: mm.
1: when you were tired and you wanted to end it all,
2: mm.
1: why didn't you?
2: My mom. Yeah. I didn't want her to bury her own kid. That's horrible. Mm. Mm. I think that was the biggest thing, and that's mm. why I know I'll never do that again. Mm. And um, I know she's not going to be around for a long time, but the yeah. least I can do with all the sacrifices she's made for me, is sure. to like... Get through this life thing and get through it so badass mm. that nobody would understand how I did it. Like, I was a girl who wasn't conventionally pretty enough. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I'm sure some of you look at social media and just like, this honey you're going to wake up tomorrow, mm. you know? Mm. And like, you just keep swinging. And sometimes you don't even swing for the whole world. There's just like, you are that one person, or sometimes just you and she. A small
1: personal victory. A small personal victory.
2: It's enough. Yeah. And I'm up again. Let's go. Who's next?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you fearful of anything currently?
2: I do want to go shark diving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm fearful of that. Mm, other than that, not really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a boss right now. I don't I don't think anything can really mm. affect me. No sure. words. No. Mm. There are people who are going to try really hard. Sure. No protest formed against me will prosper. Mm. <laughs> what
1: are you most grateful for this week? This week, this youth week?
2: Yo, that's a very difficult question. I think I'm grateful for my team. Yeah. We're in the process of dropping like a very, very good song mm-hmm. with some amazing artists. Yeah. Uh, Lady Do Robot Boy and Antosh. Shut and up. It's called Menzinguban. Shut up. So it's like, pow, woo. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. here. And just having my team there, whether I'm freaking out or not, and they're just able to maneuver through all my different personalities because I wake up happy and then somebody will do something and it'll piss me off and then mm-hmm. I'll like reprimand them and then they'll shout and I'll shout and then they mm-hmm. keep going. For me, I just have the, the most amazing fluid team. Like sure. I couldn't ask for anything else.
1: Uh, speaking of fluidity, I saw your DM to my girl telling her you have a crush on her.
2: Do you, are you guys looking for a third person? Are you guys looking for... A th- Listen, I'm not sure if I'm going to like steal her... Or her daughter. Uh huh. Yeah, because I saw this little audition thing. They were. No, doing
1: we're not on pricing. the market. We're not on the market. Oh
2: snap! I was really asking to be the fourth member of that family.
1: No, no, we're good. Snap! You know, you know. Speaking of people betraying you, mm. you know the wildest thing happened. Uh, speaking of your DM, mm. someone I thought was close to me sent her a DM, saying, Jonah, join me on a trip." So. Oh, her.
2: <laughs> Yes. No, no, but so, I'm going to so say, you know mine was innocent, yeah?
1: No, no, I understand. No, okay, no, mine no. was like... No, no, inno- okay, okay, no, cool, no but okay. we laughed about okay, it. Okay, yeah, 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 You know, the, the, the moral of my story is you actually have to be careful the company you keep because often it's the people in your corner that yeah. want to be you or want to be in the person you are with. So be careful of such people in your corner. So somebody... No, no, somebody... I asked thought, your girl like, uh, to go with them. On a trip...
2: I'm, 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 no, were they serious?
1: No, no, they were serious. Hicks. No, no, they were serious. Because, because I know he's he's been after for a while. I just didn't think. I thought we were boys. He would start. I, I thought we were boys. Especially
2: knowing you. So,
1: so, so, but then again, I'm not surprised because nothing surprises me anymore mm. about human beings. Mm. Human beings are fickle. Human beings are flawed, and they owe you nothing. So expect nothing. Love that is the moral of the story.
2: Love that. I'm gonna take that away.
1: The real Gigi Lemayne, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome, Gigi. We've been expecting you. It took you long enough to find yourself and what led you. But some
2: you of y'all who knew, knew. They're just like, ah, this one.
1: Knew what? <laughs> that you'd come out one day. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Dude, we've been waiting for you to come out.
2: Ah, oh, finally. You I not be a bitch.
1: You know what? Sometimes uh, it's not your place. It's been hard. Sometimes it's not your place to tell a person that you're a V12 and we're only experiencing four cylinders right now. <laughs> Often you need to let the engine backfire Mm. to find itself and realize that I'm actually a V12. Why am I fucking around and being a four cylinder car here? Mm. And you found your V12-ness without having to be called out by some of us that you look up to. And sometimes it's important that you find it yourself without us having to pull you to the side.
2: Have I said thank you yet? No, you haven't. You were like the first person to play ice cream on I radio. Know. You changed my life. I know I did. The first person to play ice cream on radio was DJ first. I'm in the I'm business. I absolutely died, guys. It was the big dog. The big dog played my song and it changed my life.
1: I'm in the business of changing people's lives, so you're welcome.
0: Oh,
2: hey. Can you hear me? Are you listening
0: to... Me? Hashtag, hashtag, W-A-W...
2: What a week... What we
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the real Gigi Lemayne has stood up and left the building. We should be back again next week. It's very likely. Well, there's a chance it might not happen, but a bigger chance that it could. Kind of like an ANC member getting thrown out and then going on to wear a red beret. But let's see. In the meantime, thanks a lot. Have a wow week ahead in spite of yourselves. Shout out to Amp Studios, Africa Podcast Network. Pezulu works for the cinematography, uh, for all of our awesome imaging. Shout out, artist, the Flo Fraser. Hit him up. And to our guest, comedian Daliso Chaponda and Gigi Lemain. Creative director, Krivesh Mohan, and our show producer, Keles Omidisa Geng. Email us at wow, w-a-w, at africapodcastnetwork.com. Damn, I love this job. Oh.
2: Can you hear me? You listening to Hashtag,
0: Hashtag W-A-W What a we yeah. What a week